God wants you to prosper, not somebody else, not someone down the street, but he wants you to prosper. He promises to be our exceeding great reward. God has a great plan for you. Third John, verse two, it says, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Well, hello, hello, hello. I'm Dr. Shante Haynes with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries. And it is my pleasure today to welcome you guys across the water over in the UK. I have with me as my featured guest, Miss Ann Lord Jackson. And I know you guys are going to be so thrilled. Ann comes from Ann Lord, let me say that. She comes to us from an occupational standpoint. And we're still talking about women in this month of May. And mothers, we appreciate you, but we know you go through so much. So I've got an excellent guest for you today that we're going to just deep dive into what you can do, what the Bible says, things of that sort that is going to really put you in the right frame of mind. So Ms. Ann Lore, if you would go ahead and introduce yourself to my audience, I think that'll be grand. Thank you, Shante. It's lovely to be here. Yes, I'm a Christian occupational therapist. I gave my life to Christ when I was 13, and I knew that I wanted to be an occupational therapist at 13 too. So actually my faith and my occupation and, and my job and my work and my passion have always you know, developed hand in hand through uh, through the years so what I have now is uh, I mean I've got a you know a degree advanced practitioner di postgraduate diplomas in sensory integration because sensory processing is the topic that I love and uh, and I work from home here I work in a special school I consult with families and with adults and older people here on the island of Jersey, which is where I live. But I'm also, uh, I have an online support as well. So I can be there for families across the world to pray for them, to listen to what's going on, to show them how they can help their children, how they can help themselves in the environment that they live, if they're conscious that they have sensory issues um, or that their children do. So that's kind of a very, very quick nutshell of the kind of thing that I do and who I am. Well, I love it because you are so talented and you are so, you have such a, a depth of perception. And I'm just going to say it to my audience as we were beginning to interview this, you know, you have to be willing to move and to change and to shift and to deal with so many difficulties. And we as mothers have to do that even in our homes that, you know, just outside, the guys just decided they wanted to cut the grass, you know? And have you ever had a child that was like, okay, well, I know our dog would do that. They run from the vacuum cleaner or they have problems with some of the mm -hmm. sensory issues that we have to deal with. And I'm loving the fact that Ann Laura is just so easygoing and, you know, she calms you down. She brings a relaxed approach to parenting as well as teaching. And it is such a privilege to have her here. But Anne, let's start talking about the fact that sometimes we as mothers or as parents, we get overwhelmed with what's going on in our families. It's not just the general drama. 
sometimes it's our own personalities or our own issues that we have to deal with. And we're dealing also with our children and how they are perceiving. Let's talk a little bit about that. What say you on that subject? Wow, that, that, that's a massive one. That's a really, really, you know, really, really good point. And especially when it comes to sensory issues that that some mums, especially because I'm a home educating mum, but I work with other mums who have their children in school and the children come back from school and they're kind of all high and and the mums and the dads, they've had a full day's work already and that the children are still wanting more and the parents don't have the capacity for that. And so it, it, it gets quite fraught at home. Or if you've got a home educating mum, you know, and she's there with the children all the time, and yet she needs a little bit more space. She can't cope with the same level of sensory input that her children are demanding. Maybe they're always touching her or um, they would, they're always making noises. They're just running around. They're, they're turning upside down. They're, they're jumping on the furniture. You know, mum, her, her systems are, are much quieter and can't cope with that so well. Or it's the opposite way around. And actually, it's the children who really want a quiet life. But mum's the one, oh, let's go to this activity and let's go to that activity. And there can just be a real, you know, it, it doesn't bode well for good family relationships. It's not the harmony that God created for us if we're fighting against each other or just trying to pull against each other rather than honor and understand where the other one is coming from and be able to find that right kind of uh, synchronicity within that and, and enable family life to flourish, which is what yeah my heart is really. I love that, the synchronicity within the home. I think that's great. Can you imagine in the Bible days, they had so many children. We don't have as many children today. And I even think about the fact that I wanted two boys and a girl, and I ended up with three girls. And I am so glad God knows me better than I know myself, (laughs) because the level of energy that boys bring to the table is so different. When my nephews would come over and they're running upstairs, I'm going, who's breaking something? What's happening? Because I am more calm. (laughs) I have three boys. Uh-huh. I get oh, that. See, you, you know, exactly. I'm like, I couldn't take that. <laughs> and that's not dealing with the outside world. That's dealing with the, the world on the inside of our homes and that sensory and how we, how we deal. We can have our own internal issues like Hannah and Penina, and we're going against somebody else that we're dealing with. And we're having those issues where we're jealous or we're insecure those are internal, but what we're talking about is how do you deal with the people that are closest to you that God has allowed you to serve mm-hmm. and for them to train you and teach you and grow you in our natural journey. So let's just talk more about that sensory. When, we, when you mentioned the word sensory perception or occupational, the, the sensory side of it, can you give us a definition, a good working definition? It, it's the way we can use the senses that come in either from our own internal bodies or from the world around us. So we're kind of used to the five senses, sight, sound, smells, you know, touch, but there's more that comes from inside us. So from our muscles and our joints so that we can do things with our eyes closed, you know, our, our bodies just move. We can find things in a handbag. Uh, we can do up a bow behind our back. You know, we can clean ourselves for toileting. It's 
those kind of things. And we know which way up we are. So that that's the vestibular system on the inside of the body in the inner ear. And so if some children will be very reluctant to be going fast uh, through space and they're very, very slow walkers. And that's possibly because of their vestibular perception. Um, they can be quite, you know, low toned in, in their muscles. Um, that's all part of the vestibular system that they can't use two sides of the body terribly well. They may be particularly clumsy. So that's all the internal body systems. And maybe they don't even, you know, recognize they need the toilet. So toilet training for children, for some children is really hard going because they just don't feel the need to go or they don't eat. You know, people are saying, oh, you know, don't feed them, they'll eat if they're hungry. But some of our children, especially if they're on the autistic spectrum, they don't feel hunger in the same way that we do. So it has a big impact in, in lots of different areas of, of family life. So basically it's about how our body and how our brain can use sensation to function well in the world. Wow. So it's the sensations that we are either feeling or not feeling mm. that is limiting us or how we're interacting one with the other. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, let's talk first on the mom side. Moms that are really trying to connect with their children. Mm -hmm. And how what what would you say as far as some suggestions of how best to communicate or to sense where they are on that sensory scale? Is there a scale? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I have a program and inside it, there are lots of different preferences. I try and tease out the actual sensory thumbprint of each person because God's made us so unique. Okay. Um, and that's, that's no difference with how he's created our, the way that we respond to sensation. Um, so, but it's really validating for children when they can hear from their parents, when they can hear from the mums saying, you know, was, was that hard for you or that, you know, the clothes, you, you do need me to wash that again? Because some parents need, you know, clothes washed, you know, some children need their clothes washed 10 to 20 times before it's soft enough for them to wear. And on the one hand, it can be quite annoying for parents. So I think if, if, if the parents can realize what they're annoyed about, then see if they can talk to their children and they may be able to give an explanation, but sometimes they can't. So it's more about educating the parents, really, um, just to be able to, to, to back off a bit. Or if, if they feel as though they want to go in for discipline, and I'm all up for discipline, absolutely. But sometimes children do things because they're afraid of the sounds or they're afraid of something or they're, they're really bothered by the feel of clothes, that, that they're bothered by the, the sounds that come in if there's too many children or if there's too much of a crowd or that there, there are many, many things that children are actually more sensitive to than we give them credit for sometimes. So I think to be able to just ask the child if they can, sometimes they can't explain why they do something, mm -hmm. but maybe you could put words in their mouth saying, well, does that, does that not feel very good for you? Um, or is that a bit scary for you to do whatever it is? I think it's it's trying to trying to give the children words so they can express what's going on because sensory issues aren't really that that well recognized at the moment. Wow. You know, as you were talking, it took me back when my middle daughter Jasmine, um, even though she passed away 16 years ago, she would always hold her clothes and she would put her mouth next to it and kind of rub. And we just knew that to be her habit, you know, 
or something that it, it made her comfortable. It got, it brought that comfort that she needed. So I would always say here, you know, you want to touch your clothes first and she would touch it. So when you started talking about the softness, it just kind of took me back to, you know, her doing that, that, that was her habit or even walking on grates. You know how they'll have the drainage in the street. She uh-huh. would stand there and it was like, she would be so afraid. Like, no, you're not gonna fall in, let's walk around or something of those, that sort. Those are kind of extreme where you would really see it, but there's a lot of subtlety I'm picking up from what you're saying, even in the home that we wanna connect with the people that God has given us. Because yes, you said sensory thumbprint, we're all unique. And we can learn so much from the children. We can learn so much from our spouses. We can learn so much from our family dynamics that we don't want to miss out on that, that God is really trying to teach us a lesson. So we do need to be cognizant of it. And whether the world is looking at it right now now that we're made aware, I think it's important for us to then one recognize that sensory issues could be at the root of why we're not communicating well. Absolutely. And then I guess get educated so that we would be able to help even more and to do a better job. And people will probably think, well, wow, she's really in touch with me. No, she's just aware of your sensory perception. <laughs> You know, yeah, well, because one of the mums in the sensory super parent program last week uh, or the week before, she said to me, Look, you need to do marriage guidance counseling in sensory issues because she said you have just saved our marriage. You know, it's just like it, it's that profound that there are so many things that we don't we don't realize that they get in the way of our relationships, but as soon as you understand them, it's just like, Oh, and so yeah, I'm always being told, Oh, you've just given me so many aha moments. And um, just, you know, turn the way that we see our family, the way that we relate to each other and know how to deal with it. That's that's the best thing. So I love it. Now, one of the things, let me say this, Ann Laura, one of the things that I really like to be able to give to my audience, um, it's Heart to Heart Truth Ministries. And I say, I help you put feet to your faith so that you can walk victoriously is I like to give action steps or something that my audience would be able to do in taking from this interview to say, I'm going to implement this at least. Can you give us a couple things that we can implement within our home that, you know, lets us be more in tuned to what's going on? How can we do a better job? Mm, I think the first one, if we can, is communication. If you have someone who will talk with you, I deal with a lot of children and families where the children aren't verbal. So we we have a lot of ways to actually observe how they're behaving. And But we can do the same even if your children are communicating. And that's brilliant because then they can, you can actually have that conversation together. Or you can have that conversation with your spouse or your father-in-law or whoever comes around to the house. But it's just being a being paying attention to those seven, eight senses, observe behavior and talk about how you think they're reacting to sounds, sights, smells, um, how they move their bodies, the things that they struggle with and give them time to express and be able to explain the things that, that they find difficult. Um, or give them words or maybe suggest, is that more difficult for you 
than for your you know than for your friends it's it's giving that opportunity for them to talk because then you can find out if a sensory issue is going to be the root of it because you can dramatically change that and it doesn't take much uh, you just need to know what it is to change it and that's always the beauty with sensory issues because it's like those sensory strategies are powerful so when you you match the issue and the root with the correct sensory strategy behaviors change overnight they can start eating they can start sleeping handwriting improves they can start riding their bike there are so many positive things as well as good communication they're less stressed and less anxious but if we don't if we can't discern it's a sensory route well then either we won't choose the sensory strategies or we'll just try something else and sometimes you need to go down another path but if we find it has a sensory route then boy, can we do something about it? So it's having that communi communication is, is just so good and, and being able to honor one another. That's a real, it's a, it's a key verse, isn't it? It's a key scripture, just honor one another. Um, and then we may need to move into bearing with one another, um, but let's, let's find out what the route is first and see if we can actually change it and really help them and show them, show them love and, you know, Every, every week I'm, I'm just wonderful and then you kind yes, of went into first corinthians 13 what love is you know bearing all things believing all things hoping all things enduring all things i love that but can you give us an example of someone or uh, an issue that you've had to deal with that did have a sensory root and then what systemically you said do this and it completely changed the game for them yeah um, because there are so many areas, sensory issues are so foundational because when we're born, God has given us all those senses in place. Um, it just depends on how well they develop or how well they've been affected, you know, in, in the womb. So it can affect so many, so many different areas and so many different issues. But I pulled up a testimonial here and um, to see we've struggled with our daughter's eating since she was born. Now, this is also a child who didn't want to be hugged, didn't want to be kissed. Um, was very picky about her clothing, very picky about getting her hair cut. Um, but eating was why the mum connected with me in the first place. And she said, we've been to dietitians, speech and language therapists, other OTs, the feeding clinic at the hospital, had an assessment by CAMS, which is a child and adolescent mental health service. We've also had prayer ministry at church. But this is the first time I feel anyone has fully understood our situation and offered anything specific to my daughter's needs. I feel so positive that for the first time, we are helping her in an effective and lasting way. I can't say how much we've appreciated Anna's expertise, care and support along the way. And the spiritual side is just an added bonus that we would never even have hoped for. So, and now the family, you know, the, the girl now goes to get hugs. She goes to get kisses. The, the, the meals are not the stress times, stressful times that they were uh, because there are so many different ways. One of the programs that I have is stress-free meal times, gentle but effective ways to have happy, holy and healthy times around the table. So we, we just look at hospitality, we look at the meal times. Yes, we look at food for those that are really picky eaters, but there's so much more that is part of what I believe God's heart for times around the table. Um, so we're always trying to, to balance up what scripture has to say with the particular needs of the child, regardless of if they've got a diagnosis or not, because we've all got sensory needs regardless of um, 
you know, our diagnosis. We know that with autism, you know, sensory processing is part of that diagnosis, but it's also a big part of ADHD, dyspraxia, coordination difficulties, and so many other diagnoses. So it's really not about the diagnosis. It's just a question of how much those senses are impacting everyday life. Wow. And I see your internet is kind of going intermittent right now. So that's going to be a sensory issue for somebody going, wait a minute, it's not lined up, but that's okay. It's technology today. But can you give us one strategy? You talked about the eating disorder or not wanting to eat in the mealtime, not being happy and harmonious. What one thing, or, and I'm sure there were several things that you worked with that family on, but what one thing did you have them do that was a little different just to give my audience more of a clear understanding of some things that you would do? Yeah, one of the lo- I'll go for two with this particular family because I think one's more um, one's technical and one is something that anybody can take away with because the auditory system, how we process sounds, has a significant impact on everybody's stress levels. Um, so many of the families that I work with change, put more soft furnishings in the dining room. They cover up the radiators because often the sound can bounce around. Uh, it's just quite a noisy place. So putting an audio, uh, an audio book in the background or having, you know, scripture or worship music or something in the background just takes away um, a lot of that unease about coming to the mealtime in the first place or having to cope with all the different conversations that are going on. It's just an, a nicer environment and it, is, it, it can be just a much more helpful and much more pleasant. And the children will come to the table then and even stay at the table longer and, you know, playing games and, and chatting about stuff. And yeah, so we, we have lots of lovely mealtime things from, a, from an auditory perspective. And then the other one is, is that the, our skin systems can be so sensitive, um, but it loves most of the time, it loves what we call deep touch pressure. Okay. So rolling like a gym ball over a child at night can really help settle them or before they come to the meal table. If they're running around the table and they won't sit still, well, you give them plenty of exercise, get them on the trampoline for a good hour before they need to come and sit, roll them with a gym ball or roll them over, get a sibling to roll over them, uh, get them to jump on one another, big squishes, big squashes. And, and it just settles the system. It really settles the system. So they're then more able to sit and, uh, and then tolerate other foods and other textures that would ordinarily you know really bother them so there's loads of fun practical activities that folks can do in their own homes uh yeah it's been brilliant I was gonna say I'm sitting here thinking that that would be great just even for us as adults we as women get overwhelmed in the family relationship the dynamics get overwhelmed you mentioned music and worship music specifically you did say is a great way of calming. So if you're having a gathering, a family gathering, put on some music. I know when you're going through an emotional roller coaster, just with stresses and crises, music in the background, worship music in particular, will just take you out of that environment and put you in a more calm, peaceful state. So I am absolutely loving it that yes. And I think the running and the rolling around or rubbing the ball on your back and all of that. I'm, I'm loving that. Even when we try to exercise, which we know we need for our health, 
<laughs> we try not to do it. Now you see the big balls that we roll over to do stretches and things of that sort. I think that is very helpful. And so that's great. Well, and I know that you bring a lot to the table and I know you have a program, the Sensory Super Parent Program, right? Absolutely, amen. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do and who this is for? Because I really want my audience to get in touch with you. I think that you'll be a great asset to them. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it, it's a program. It's gorgeous. It, it, it's a long term. It's like a six months to a year. This is not a quick fix. This is about me equipping, empowering, training parents who have children um, who with, with sensory needs that they need to recognize that they've got sensory needs in the first place. Or we, you know, we have a free Zoom together. We just chat and make sure that we're a good fit for one another. And then they get like years if not two years worth of depending if they want to look at handwriting or meal times depending where the parents want to go but I train them for the first six months and equip them to make sure that they really understand the sensory issues and how to manage them on a day-to-day -day basis whether it be for schools or clubs or for home family relationships just for their own sense of self so for the first six months, they get this training all online and then we meet every week. So we, we have a Zoom every week. We've got a free Facebook group, a private members Facebook group so we can connect. So anything that comes up during the day, we have the opportunity to, to, to immediately speak into. And then we have our weekly group coaching calls or there's one to one services, private services. I do deeper assessments. You know, the world's your oyster, really, when we move into doing one-to-one -one services. But the groups are so lovely and the community's there and we just pray for one another. And, you know, there's tears, there's laughter. We have men's nights. Um, we have, you know, we're moving into having all kinds of different nights and siblings will be coming. There are, there are other people who want to be part of CHOPS, which is our community. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, whether they're adopted you know, folks have trauma if their children have had trauma in their lives in the past. So we have people who are specialized in that area who are also feeding into our coaching, those that really love the school's work. So we have some young early years workers in CHOPS as well. So it's it's a growing community and it's really lovely. Obviously, I, I head it up. I'm there as the OT speaking and training in sensory issues. And then once the parents have that, then we can expand into other areas of support that they may be looking for. So what I'm hearing, and it sounds like it's going to be good for almost anyone, but I want to know specifically who this program would be for. And, mm. and in addition to that, what type of results do they expect to get from this particular program? Wow, yeah. So any parent, if you recognize that your child has the sensory issues, then there's free guides on the website. Uh, so there's more detail. So if you if you if you have a baby who's not sleeping well, then there could be sensory signs, and that's in one of the handouts. Or a toddler, a school-aged child, a teenager, and there's also sensory guides for adults as well. So if you recognise anything, I think most people by the time I've finished talking, most people are either jumping up saying, "Yes, that's my child," or "Yes, that's my family," or maybe I know somebody like that but you know it just doesn't connect I think if, if it is connected it's likely to have connected but you can you can double check and get those sensory guides and just see if you know if, if there are some sensory issues there because we can turn those around and that that's beautiful so yeah it will relate to virtually anything from going from not from being really picky eaters to eating 
to being particularly clumsy and not enjoying sports to children feeling really good in themselves because they start to get integrated. That, that's the whole point of sensory integration is that the brain connects really, really well with the sensations coming in. And it, it's first and foremost, it's the feeling that the, the children just feel start to feel good about themselves. So they have the, 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 the outer knowledge that God really loves them and has created them unique and individual but it also comes from within because they get more connected with who they are and that sense of that sense of self and that satisfaction and the understanding of, of how God has made them sometimes differently to other people and that's absolutely fine that's not a negative it's just they are just different and we need every single person to be cherished and to thrive with who they are and how they are so yeah it goes from real practical practical issues from doing laces and you know being able to eat and be you know coordinated and not chuck food around the place to uh, just feeling good about themselves sleeping well uh, and having lovely relationships I love that so I hope you guys heard that there's a free sensory guide that's on her website and I'm going to drop the links here but for those that are on podcast it's chots c-h-o-t-s dot c-o dot u-k Yep. Correct. Okay. And so you can go there to find, find the free resource guide, I think might be your first step, but you can also book a call with Ann Lore so that you can have more of an in-depth conversation to determine whether or not you need to move forward in this program. And it sounds like it's, it starts off as a six month program to get you really acclimated, but what you're going to get out of it is not only are you going to be or the children and yourself would be in touch with your own sensory connections, if you would, but then you'll be more connected with them. And mm -hmm. then you'll have a harmonious household, which I know God wants us to, to have. He's not a God of chaos, but a God of order. And mm -hmm. we want the order. And just, I love the fact that we are taking into account that God made us unique. He made us different and he made us to work together and there is some beauty that's there when we do just that and laura it has been truly a pleasure talking with you and audience i really want you to connect with her i've got some other links for you she is on social media connect with her she mentioned facebook groups things of that sort don't be a stranger don't let it continue to uh, plague your family if you would and especially if you're a homeschooling parent and you're trying to do everything for your children. And I'm gonna say right now with the, the global pandemic, with the Corona cooties, as I call them, many of our parents have not only become parents, but they've become the teacher, they've become the lunchroom lady, they've become all of that. And all of those senses are going together. And mm -hmm. our children and our close family members are reeling with the fact that we're all at home, all in the same environment, all together. And we didn't have to communicate the way we communicate on this level before. Mm -hmm. So you might need to check that guide, number one. I'm gonna suggest everybody go get <laughs> that guide so that you at least have an understanding of what might be happening. And then you can reach out to Ann Lore. I'm, I'm looking forward to that, Ann. I think it's going to be absolutely fantastic, beautiful, if you would. And I'm so glad that you came and joined me today. Thank you so much for being a featured guest. 
I appreciate you. Is there any last words that you would like to, to tell my audience? No, just just to really honor you and what you're doing and how you're doing it. And you're you're just wanting to support so many families, so many mums. And I just just bless you, really. I just would pray that blessing over you, Lord, just that you will just receive everything that he has for you and for those that you are reaching. It's just beautiful. And uh, and if it's easier to remember ChristianOccupationalTherapy.com rather than Chots.co.uk, then you can go with that too. That'll take you to the same place. <laughs> All right. I'll make thank sure you for the opportunity. both of those links there. And I thank you. And yes, we're here to support you, Heart to Heart Truth Ministries. And the reason it's Heart to Heart Truth is because I don't believe that true learning is head to head. It's mm -hmm. heart to heart. People don't want to know how much you know until they know how much you care. And here we do care. We want you to be the best that you can be because that's what God made you to be. And that you're supposed to touch others and be able to reach out. So we give you those practical applications, that transformative, biblically-based truth that is going to help you get to that next level. Thank you so much, Ann Lord Jackson, for participating with us today. Guys, get in touch with her. Again, the name of the program is Sensory Super Parent. You mm -hmm. want to be a super parent. And you've got to know all about the sensory in order to do it. But I'm going to suggest to you, even if you're not a parent or if you are a parent that it's an empty nester at this point, still figure those things out because it's all going to help you when it comes to communicating and understanding others. And when we do that, we are then more like what God would have for us to do. We get to disciple a little bit better. We get to understand where someone's coming from and minister to them. So thank you so much for what you do. Again, I'm Dr. Shante Haynes here at Heart to Heart Truth Ministries. It's been our pleasure serving you today. Have an absolutely fantastic rest of your day. You can find us online at h, the number two, htruth.org. At Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, we're helping believers live an abundant life based on God's word, standing on his promises, walking out his principles, sharing with God's people, serving as unto the Lord.